time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Uh, we're opening up the books once again to another page of the Retirement Roadmap story. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant at Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro. Glenn, looking forward to another conversation with you today. How you been, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, glad to hear that and looking forward to what we've got on tap today. We're Playing the blame game financially on today's show. Not the most exciting game show of all time, but no. Uh, <laughs> well, we're talking about the blame blame game, and is it holding you back financially? And uh, here's the premise. Have you ever had financial trouble? We're not talking about just the direst of situations like you know going bankrupt. We're also talking other things like uh, do you think a divorce is maybe to blame for messing up your finances? Or do you tend to think the system is rigged against the little guy? Or maybe you think a former broker did you wrong in the past. On today's show, we're going to look at some of the common things that people might blame for their financial planning troubles. And I think you might identify with a couple of these. See if you do. And are you pointing your finger in the right direction is the question we're going to ask with each of these things. So I kind of teased a couple of those things off the bat there, Glenn. Let's start with the divorce situation. A lot of people will, I'm sure, come into your office and, and maybe put the blame on the divorce and say, you know what, that, that really messed me up financially. Is that what you typically see? Well, I mean, you do see it from time to time, Walter. And, you know, and, and the reality is, is it may well have had a, a significant impact. The challenge is, is that if that's what happened, that's what happened. And so, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, wh- wh- what are you going to do in response to that? You know, are you just going to throw up your hands and just say and just give up? Or are you going to say, you know what, that happened and that was a setback, but I've got to, you know, pick myself up and, you know, and forge on and really work hard to, you know, to try to, you know, get your yourself back on track. And that's really, you know, what we're talking about is, is, you know, that attitudinal shift. I mean, it's, it's, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. You see it every day and almost everybody has things go wrong. Sometimes folks, you know, individual people have something that's more significant than somebody else, but be that as it may, ultimately you are where you are and, and, and what matters is, is what are you going to do now and what are you going to do going forward? And so, yeah, if something like that happened, then it's like, okay, well then now maybe you have to adjust your your sights. Maybe you have to think in terms of maybe my retirement's going to be a little bit different. Or if you want your retirement to be, you know, stronger than what it looks like right now, then maybe you have to, you know, maybe just tighten the belt a little bit in terms of what your current lifestyle is and maybe start saving more for retirement, you know, to try to build things back up. There's a lot of different responses that you can have. And uh, typically, it's not going to be the best thing to just say, oh, well, that that wiped me out. And so I guess I just that's just the way it is. No, it's, it is the way it is. But it, what are you going to do instead? You've got to change your behavior and change your attitude or you're just going to get whatever life gives you. Yeah, it's a great point. And so that's definitely one way the finger gets pointed is when it comes to, uh, you know, looking at uh, the divorce as being a cause for a lot of problems. Certainly, as where a lot of emotional issues rise out of, and it's not surprising that sometimes financial issues come from those situations as well. But it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're going through a divorce means you have to come out of it, you know, in financial trouble. Uh, there are things that you can do planning-wise to fix that problem. Another place the finger gets pointed, Glenn, is, uh, you know, people looking at a past advisor or a past broker and saying, you know what, they they did me wrong. They put me in the wrong place. They, they forced me to, maybe not forced, but they pushed me into this, you know, product or this strategy. And it, and it didn't work. And so you're kind of just blaming the people that were supposed to be giving you good advice. 
Right. Well, and, you know, sometimes you see those situations. And again, it's a little bit um, kind of a little bit of the same answer. I mean, when you're talking about looking for excuses, excuses don't help. And yes, there are things, any number of things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe you didn't have the right the right advisor. And and so the, the key is, is 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 determining that and saying, OK, this was a situation I need to do something different. And then then you then you make that change. I mean, I, I see that situation, you know, probably the most when when I you know, when I sit down with folks and they talk about, you know, they were really close to retirement, like in 2008. Right. And so they, you know, they stayed, you know, fully invested and, in, you know, with, with lots of lots of risk in their portfolio. And, you know, and then 2008 happened and, you know, and the, and the markets came crashing down and suddenly they were not able to retire. It literally changed their whole, you know, retirement plan. You know, they, they turned to their advisor and they said, well, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? And I said, well, you know, just hang in there. You know, things tend to come back over time. You just, just you know, stay the course and, and all that. And that advice is, you know, not necessarily bad advice, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you were in a position where you should have been positioned a little bit differently and not chasing after, you know, big rewards and looking at more being more in the preservation mode and thinking about, okay, how how are you going to turn this money into an income for retirement? Then maybe, you know, that's a scenario where it's like, you know, you, you, you've got to really start thinking about, do I have the right advisor? You know, and so, you know, I've seen situations like that, that, you know, folks have come into the office and that happened to them. And so I kind of look at where we are today and I say, you know, gosh, I mean, you know, where, where are the markets today? We, you know, had that tremendous difficulty and, you know, and, and downturn in 2007, eight and nine. But then, you know, it's, it, we've had a big upturn since then. And so now we're into the 10th year of that upturn. What does that mean? Where are we? Well, you know, it means that we're, we're really long in the tooth in this economic expansion and, you know, it, it, things don't last forever, you know? And, and so we start thinking about, well, you know, how do you position yourself? You know, if you've got a lot of money at risk and you're, you're within a year or two, or maybe you're getting ready to retire, is your portfolio position so you can withstand a big downturn and still be able to, you know, continue on with your retirement plans. And if you, you know, what would happen if your portfolio or your, or your accounts were down 30 or 40 or 50 percent like they were in 2008 for a lot of people? Is that going to impact the way you live in retirement? And for the vast majority of people, the answer is yes. But then when you look at their portfolio and how they're positioned, they might not be positioned properly to be able to withstand or take on something that could potentially happen in the marketplace. So, you know, one of those things, you know, was we're talking about is, well, did your broker do you wrong? Well, the broker and the advisor is going to, they're going to typically do what they do best. And you've got to determine whether or not they're the right advisor for you now. Maybe they were in the past and maybe they are going forward in the future, but it's also possible that it maybe you're reaching a different place in life and you need to start looking for another way to start going with, with, a, with an advisor that has, that has the skill set and the background of, of working with retirees and soon to be retirees and making that transition to how do you make your money last and have more emphasis on that than, you know, hey, we're, we're chasing after the next great thing. Does that make sense, Walter? Yeah. And sometimes the finger is pointed at one individual person, like that last example, you know, my, my old broker did me wrong or something like that. Others point the finger at the system and they'll say things along the lines, you know, well, the system's rigged. Uh, Wall Street always wins. Never the little guy. We don't even have a fighting chance. Right. Well, I mean, 
there is something to be said there. I mean, Wall Street does tend to win, right? And it's like, it's because that's there's a, there's an awful lot of concentration of power and money there, right? And so, you know, it, it does what it does. Wall Street doesn't really have any feelings. <laughs> it doesn't really care. It's it's money at work in the world marketplace. And so, you know, folks, you know, you got you to realize that and say, okay, well, I'm an individual person. I'm, I'm saving for my retirement. You know, you want to try to capitalize on that in your saving years, but it's like, you also have to realize that, you know, Know, hey, Wall Street is what it is. And so there, there's risks there. As you're, you're progressing through life, when you reach different phases of life, it's, the question is, is, well, you know, how am I going to position? You know, how much exposure to Wall Street do I really need to have or should I have? And maybe it's time to have a, you know, a consultation or a conversation if you are re- in retirement or just retired or you're getting ready to retire and you're not really sure that your portfolio or your your accounts are positioned, you know, in the right way because yeah, Wall Street's going to do what it does and well, you know, markets go up and markets go down and the key question is is how are you positioned when they go up and, and when they go down and where are you in life and is it going to serve you or is it going to work against you? You know, I, I heard this a long time ago and I thought it was so apropos and that is is that you can't control the wind but you can control your sails, right? And so if you realize that hey, we're going to be in stormy waters and things are going to be different, then maybe you have to think in terms of repositioning and shifting around a little bit where because you're going to need that money and you're going to need access to it and you're going to need to create income from it rather than thinking about, hey, all I've got to worry about is growing it like when you're in your 40s and maybe early 50s. When when you're getting more in your later 50s and 60s and beyond, well, then it's just like, okay, well, yeah, you still want your money to grow, but you're also wanting it to grow in in a sustained way and have the ability to take distribution from it and be able to live the lifestyle that you want to live. In essence, that's why you saved it in the first place. Good points once again, Glenn. And so, yeah, the system is rigged. It's a common complaint or place to point the finger for a lot of people and sometimes with good reason. Uh, One other example here of playing the blame game. Is it holding you back financially? Uh, Saying something along the lines of, you know, my kids have had trouble finding good jobs since they finished school. So I've been helping them out for years. I know I've seen this uh, several Friends have kept kids on the payroll for for years, you know, still paying. Some it's as small as still paying the cell phone bill. Others I've seen still paying vet bills for the kids' pets, you know, covering vet bills for that. Or, you know, maybe it's helping with rent still. I mean, there's all varying levels of that. Right. Well, no, you're right, Walter. And, and so that's a tough one. Right. Because, you know, it depends upon who you are and what your relationships are and, and that kind of thing. I it mean, get, it gets personal you know, very I, quickly. What's that? It gets personal very quickly. Oh, it, it absolutely does. It, it, no, no doubt about it. That's a touchy topic sometimes in having conversations with folks. But, you know, when you when you really start looking at it, you have to truly ask yourself the question, you know, are you helping them, you know, or are you, you know, or are you not helping them? You know, sometimes it's like folks think, well, if I'm giving them this, that's helping them. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. You know, it, it's a fine line between what are you giving them a hand up or a hand out? Right. If they have the ability to keep, you know, turning and getting more, then there's less incentive to go out and make things happen on their own. It's a difficult thing. You have to kind of be the judge of that, and and, and that's a hard thing to judge. Um, it's something that that that's very important because I've seen it happen a number of times. Folks come in the office, and we and we we're looking over their situation, and they're perfectly okay, except. 
it's like, okay, well, this is what my basic expenses are. And this is the income that I have. And uh, this is what I have in savings. And it's like, well, wait a minute, there's a disconnect. What's going on? Is there any other expenses? Are you, are you, you know, are you helping a parent or a child? And then, and then suddenly more things come out of the conversation and it can literally be, it's just like, well, you know, there's hundreds or maybe even, you know, a thousand dollars or more that's coming out of that monthly budget, you know, to go in to help kids. And so again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, if you're, if you're willing to do that and you think it's the right thing, but at the same time, you've got to walk that fine line. It's like, are you really helping or are you, are you not giving them the opportunity to, to experience some difficulty so they can pick themselves up and keep going? And, you know, that's, that's a case by case basis, obviously, but you've got to really evaluate it. And that's a, and that's probably one of the hardest ones, Walter, because, you know, they'll do anything for their kids, right? And so it's really, it's really tough to pull back and, and to let them, you know, fall a little bit and, and, and let themselves, you know, pick themselves up. I mean, that, that's a very difficult thing for a lot of folks. Other folks don't necessarily have that problem, but it, it, it can be an issue. And particularly as you're getting closer and closer to retirement or if you're in retirement. So, I mean, I, I would, I would say is, is that that is kind of ringing true for you. That might be a scenario where it's like, you know, maybe you get some outside perspective, you know, maybe come in and let's have a conversation. And let's really look at where you're at and where and where the kids are at. You know, are there some other things that you could do instead? Or, you know, can you you know say, well, hey, you know, look at what their budget is and how they're spending their money. Is, is, is there some efficiencies that they could that they could employ that would that would cause them to have to spend less money and be a good thing for both of you? There's a big conversation to be had. So if you know, if you find yourself in that place, you know, we, we should probably get together and talk. Another great point, Glenn. All of these have been good points to cover on today's show. So think about that as we've gone through this conversation. Are you playing the blame game about something in your own financial life? Is there something that you've pointed the finger at and have raised questions and concerns over? Is it is it worthwhile? Are you playing the game blame game okay? Or are you holding yourself back financially? Great questions to ask yourself. And if you want to explore those questions and get some answers to them with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give Glenn a call. 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535. Or you can find Glenn online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Look for the free consultation button on the page and schedule your time to meet with Glenn directly from your smartphone or computer. That's on greensbororetirement.com or give him a call at 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for the help on today's podcast. Enjoy the conversation, and we'll talk with you again soon. Sounds good, Walter. Take care. All right. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 